In marriage, it's pretty easy for us to get stuck in our routines. Uh, You do this activity, uh, but your spouse does that chore, and sometimes our daily tasks leave us more isolated than ever. And if you're feeling lonely as a couple, we want to help. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Erin Smalley and her husband, Greg, and they lead our marriage team here at the ministry. Both of them talked with Jim Daly and me about how they had to make some changes in their daily routines during the beginning of the pandemic, and here's the beginning of our conversation. Let's talk about the definition of loneliness, because, you know, spouses can feel lonely for a variety of reasons, and sometimes it's normal, right? I mean, people in marriage, you're busy doing things, raising the kids. Let's take that one, for example. You can feel somewhat lonely from your spouse because there's so much on your plate. There's so many demands on you. At the end of the night, there's just not a lot of room, uh, you know, to uh, deal with that loneliness. So define loneliness and, and make sure that people understand what's healthy and what's unhealthy. You know, Jim, it's kind of just that emotional disconnect because we marry to have that deeper heart level connection. We don't marry to have business meetings or to have conflict, although that happens. But really what's part of that is not feeling not listened to. Um, Their spouse isn't talking to them. They're not taking them seriously, or maybe they're not even making eye contact. And so it really is looking at that there's just this big emotional disconnect. And I think there's also a part of it that that I realized, I mean, this was kind of a big insight in my own life and marriage, that some of the things that Aaron and I do, certain activities like, you know, maybe one of us is cooking or the other is doing the bills or someone's taking care of the inside of the house, the outside of the house, that within those roles, it can be a very, very lonely place. And so it's not just that there's an emotional disconnect. There can also be things, activities, behaviors, roles that we're doing that we just feel like we have no support. We're doing these completely on our own. Well, and that leads to, I think, your first example that something you learned during the pandemic here. You're at home together all the time. Everybody put your hand up. (laughs) And uh, you learned something about yourselves. What was it? Yeah, so at some point, uh, we had all of our adult kids. We had a full house. And at some point, I think, Aaron, you got really frustrated, kind of sat us all down Well, I got overwhelmed thinking about how am I going to cook you know, three meals a day for all of these people. Three meals and a day? Three, At least three meals <laughs> a day. Box of cereal, girl. <laughs> so on. I've got six people in my house, four of whom are adults, and going, okay, I can't, I don't want to do all this by myself. I don't want the pressure. I mean, I could have, but and I know many of my friends did, but I was also still working and feeling, just feeling overwhelmed. Mm. And I said, I set the family down and I said, okay, how are you all going to contribute to the meals? Yeah. And it wasn't that Aaron doing the cooking was gender based. You're the woman, you have to do the cooking. She's a phenomenal cook. So just over the course of our marriage, she's just so good at it. I wasn't. So kind of you, you did that, but I remember going, okay, I'll let's the kids and I will talk this through. And so being very spiritual, the spiritual leader, I cast lots <laughs> in lost. So I became the, the, the official cook within our family during COVID. And here's what so stood out to me is that during the day, so as I'm thinking about dinner, um, I would, I would like in the morning, I'd go to the freezer, open it up. I would start to rummage, you know, what meat is frozen. Okay. Grab something. And then I'd think about, now when do I have to set this out to the thaw? 
I would then start to worry about, do I have all the ingredients that I need? Man, I'm going to have to run to the store over lunchtime. I just realized how often during the day I was fretting about when to do this. <laughs> and and it's at some point, I think I was choosing between two recipes to cook, like pork chops. So tonight was pork chop night. And so Aaron comes into the kitchen and I, I tell her, I'm like, Hey, help me figure this out. There's like a really good, like honey, you know, flavored one. There's a spicy one. What do you think I should cook? And her response to me was, Hey, chef, you got this. (laughs) No direction whatsoever. She kind of patted me on the behind, which I was okay with. And yet something about what she said was very irritating and I said to her, I said, no, 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 come on. I, I, I'm tired of making all these decisions. Come on, what, what should I do? And she again went, you got this. I trust you. She didn't you. want to participate. She's like, it's going to be delicious. Well, I was fully enjoying watching him fret over it because it's what I had been doing for about 28 years of our marriage and just realizing that he was experiencing what I experienced. And again, it's not that we ever sat down and said, okay, Aaron, you're going to cook. I just did because Greg really didn't cook. And I know a lot of men do cook, but it was so fun to see him stepping into that role. And I fully was embracing it. Well, and so as she stood there resisting giving me any sort of direction, it really was a true light bulb moment for me because I, 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 all of a sudden I just went, wait a minute. I'm like, is this what used to happen to you? Like, did, <laughs> did you used to worry about cooking that throughout question. the day? And, and she just smiled. I was just so thankful he Grinch, asked that like, question. You know, smile. And truly, Jim, at that moment, I, I just had this epiphany and I just went, wow, that it, it, it dawned on me in that moment that, that Aaron, for all these years that she had been cooking, had felt totally alone in that because I, it was our rule. If she cooked, then I cleaned. But I'm telling you, there was never a moment during the day that I would think, man, do I have enough Cascade. Soap? Do I have Cascade? <laughs> Do I have enough dish soap? How will I scrape everything off? I mean, it just, it, I never worried about that. And I didn't realize until that moment that that was something that Aaron had been dealing with really by herself. And that, and that was that part of that loneliness that occurred to me that well, I had no idea that she had been bearing that burden sure. by herself. Well, Greg, following up on your cooking story, what are some other good ideas for how spouses can help out with chores at home? You know, the other day I was reminded and actually quite honestly felt very convicted around this very issue. Of cooking? Well, Aaron and I, (laughs) chores in general, Aaron and I were in the kitchen and I didn't ask you if it's okay to share this so you can give me a signal. In real time, it unfolds. Yes. But just the other day, um, we were talking about just over the years, how we sort of divided up chores. And and Aaron was saying, you know, early on, yeah, I, I just felt so alone. I felt like I had to do everything. And, and I was so offended and I was so argumentative and I was debating her going, no, that's not true. Nope. You remember that. Well, it didn't help. Poorly. Our 24-year-old daughter is sitting there going, no, mom, you don't remember it right. I'm like, Whoops. what in the now world? Now we've got a family triad going. <laughs> so so my answer to, to kind of how do we help each other out with chores, you know, a, a really good one that I hadn't thought about before is to actually take some time and, and go back and repair maybe what it's felt like 
for your spouse around chores. Because in hindsight, I, I, I wish instead of debating and arguing with Aaron, because what it did is it triggered a button for me. It, it just made me feel more and more failed. And so to hear her kind of suggest, yeah, it was more, I did 80, you did 20. I mean, I just, I wanted to debate that. I, I literally was like, okay, we can be done with this conversation if you agreed to a 60-40. You did 60, I did I can 40. Feel, <laughs> I can feel it I'm in your literally. voice even now, yeah. And, and, and yet, the, the sad part was in that moment, I wish that I would have just took a break and, and just stepped back and went, okay, I know something got triggered. Okay, yeah, I'm feeling totally failed or misrepresented, whatever. And, and instead of debating Aaron almost to strong arm her into agreeing on this percent right. versus what she was saying, why didn't I take a moment to go, you know what? What was that like for you? Like regardless of how I perceive it or what I think is accurate, I could have used that as a beautiful way to connect with my wife mm. if only I just had said, well, yeah, tell me, what was that like when yeah. you described feeling responsible for all this? Imagine you felt lonely. What what what, what was that like for you? Good. It, it, right? Mm-hmm. It could have been a that could have been a five minute conversation that would have connected us. Versus, we didn't get into some big argument, mm-hmm. but you know, we kind of just went about the rest of our evening together. But it's interesting that when we talk about this, look for those opportunities to go back and even you know instead of going okay, well, right, how, how right. else can we divide up chores or what else could I do or. Why, why don't you go back and do some repair work? Yeah, the great news is like having that conversation, it was really good for me to explore. God, I really did feel alone. And I, I felt like so much burden was on me. And it wasn't that you weren't doing anything. And that's what I kept trying to say. It's not that you weren't doing anything. I just carried a lot during those days. And what I can say today, I think I I was able to see it back then because it's so different today. Yeah. And we've and I honestly just having this conversation, I'm like, wow, we have come so far in this area. And I didn't even know back then that we needed to because I was staying at home. So I kind of assumed like I should be doing all of this. And it's just so great today. I mean, it, our lives look different. Our kids are older. and But we do such a better job just navigating and communicating about this area in our marriage. Well, and it came up, I think, in the conversation that we had with Jim. Uh, there are seasons. Mm-hmm. And, and COVID was an example of the season where you stepped up in a new way. There are times when I just get so busy, I can't even mow the lawn. Like, it's, I want to get to it. And I come that home. That did come up the other Aaron night. loves doing that, I, by the way. I come so home, she was willing yeah. to come to your house and mow. Well, it's she really it. wonderful. Dina is happy to mow. She yeah. lets me do it, if you will. But when I come home and, I, and I'm really aware I haven't even gotten to the lawn and she's done it, oh, that's a rich blessing. Last night, she was not feeling well. I did dinner. I did the cleanup. And I checked on her mom. And... She just couldn't do any of that. That was a, that was a short season. She'll be back and doing kind of her share of the chores, her parts that we've agreed upon. But uh, recognize that there are seasons, and it's going to fluctuate. Well, and, and I'm just saying that that and I love that John here the and I'm doing the air quotes the the marriage expert. So we we have done you know we all these podcasts and all this, yeah. and I'm telling you. As much as I encourage people, yeah, just be there to validate, to listen and empathize, I, I know that it's hard. And I got stuck, and I got stuck in my own sense of feeling this way or misperceived, whatever it was. 
And it's unfortunate that I allowed that opportunity to slip by just to go, okay, yeah, Aaron, what was that like? That would have brought us so close Mm -hmm. in that moment versus we were kind of disconnected, not major. Yeah. And I'm laughing because you're talking, John, about the seasons of marriage and COVID was a season that Greg stepped in. And I still want to have that conversation with Jim Daly, our president of, you know, how does Greg keep up his chores at home? Because during the season of quarantine <laughs> and I have COVID, to be back at the office yeah. Now. yeah, he, you know, Jim's making him be back at the office. How do we get him back home? All right. Well, that'll be for a, a later episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll come up and we'll do an online extra maybe someday. So uh, well, for now, what we want to tell you about is that Greg and Aaron have captured a lot of what you've just heard here, the authenticity, the transparency, the humor, in their book, Reconnected. So if you're feeling distance, Reconnected is a great primer for moving forward and staying more connected. And uh, that book is available for a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount. Your contribution matters. You are the fuel in the engine that Focus on the Family has for ministry. Uh, Do ministry with us, and we'll say thank you by sending that book to you. All the details are in the episode notes. And about a million people have taken our free marriage assessment. It is terrific, and we're going to link over to that in the show notes as well. More from Greg and Aaron next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Mm